Welcome to the Cross Knowledge Podcast. Here we discuss the trends, opportunities, and challenges of corporate digital learning. Let's meet today's host. Welcome to the Cross Knowledge Podcast. I am Morgan Balaver, the manager for the solution consulting team for Wadi Professional Learning, and I have the great pleasure today to be joined by Art Howard, who's the VP of DNI for Wadi. Thank you for having me today. I'm really excited to be here and talk about DEI, which is a huge passion of mine. We are here today to speak about DNI, which is a very important topic. So what drove you to that specific direction in your career and what makes you so passionate about it? The foundational piece for me really came around perspective and changing perspective, learning, education, and really that being the catalyst to change, to understanding each other a little bit. And as I connected that later on in my life, I realized that it was a time that I was in Germany, my first duty station out of the training portion of the military, where I was roomed up with a fellow soldier from Montana. Both of us having two very different experiences growing up. For me, I had moved from California to Minnesota to Mississippi, to then joining the military. And for my new roommate, he had lived in Montana his whole life. So for him, it was the first time being one-on-one, roomed up with someone who was different than him. And for me, I had a different experience in life to where I was around people that were different for most of my life, that, that were not the same as me in race or experience. And I have to say that for the beginning of it, it was really tense. He was gone a lot. I was gone a lot. We really didn't talk to each other. One Saturday, I had stayed home in the barracks, but he had went out and got really drunk. Came back later that night being carried by his friends and had a different tone where he said, please don't leave me with my N-word roommate. His friends laughed and still dropped them on his bed and left. Now, it was around this time that I thought maybe I should should just grab my stuff, go to a buddy's room down the hall and stay the night and not be around him in this state. But in my heart, I knew that was wrong because of the education that we got in training around drinking and what can happen when you drink too much, leaving the room, doing something stupid or falling asleep and throwing up, being on your back. All things that just kept ringing in my mind. And at the time, I felt like I had a responsibility to him because we were both soldiers. And so I stayed. And then in the morning, he woke up and I said to him, just point blank, that you were pretty drunk last night. What you said to me hurt. And I just want you to know that. He didn't say anything back to me. He just got back in bed. I left his area and we didn't talk about it. But that night really changed everything for us. Maybe it was the act of kindness or just being present. But slowly from there, he started to talk to me in a different way. Nothing grand, just small talk. He'd ask me where I was from, how cold Minnesota was. We slowly got to engage with each other in a different way than what we were before that happening. And then one day, a few months later, he said, hey, I've been meaning to say sorry. I've been meaning to apologize for how 
I acted. We got in this really deep conversation about where he came from in Montana and racism being just one of those things that he learned about from how people talked in the small town that he grew up in. Understanding that it didn't give him an excuse to talk that way, but gave me some insights of where he was coming mm -hmm. from. And to make a long story short, I can honestly say that my time at that duty station is representative of the best memories that I have in my life because of my friendship with him. To find commonality in areas that we probably wouldn't have found if we didn't spend that time engaging with each other. I think where that leaves me in the practice of my DEI work is meeting people where they're at. Understanding that sometimes there's going to need to be empathy, forgiveness, comfort, and discomfort in the spaces. And you begin to think about how do our circumstances influence our perspective. What's your perspective on the importance of inclusion? In my perspective, in my humble opinion, inclusion really is the common language that can be thread through any group. Because at some point in our lives, we all know what it feels like to be included. And we all know what it feels like to be excluded. Yeah. And that's that commonality piece that I think is so important to this work. So when you can link to that connection, we as organizations have a greater opportunity at changing perspectives. Being conscious, if you're aware of it, I feel like this can lead to better diversity within the workplace, better equity as well. What's your view on actually leading with inclusion? I really think it's about getting past the numbers where you're focusing more on the process and systems. So for example, at the individual level, organizations need to develop their leaders, right? And managers help to design practices that create an inclusive environment. How are you making sure as leaders and colleagues that we're being inclusive to the person to our left and the person to our right is so critical to that creation of an environment where everyone feels like there's a space for them, that there's a place for them to engage, to bring their authentic selves, to contribute in a meaningful way, and that their ideas and work will be, be accepted by their colleagues, by their leaders, that there's that space for them to be heard. Yeah. And I think you're touching a very important point here, which is around the importance of the managers as well to be equipped by the organization, but also to be very self-aware, right? On little details of who's on your right, who's on your left, who's in front of you to actually work in creating that environment. And I think leading with inclusion is only going to have a good effect on the rest of the organization. Leading by example, right? It's really important for them to do this and lead by example and foster an inclusive work environment but is as equally important for colleagues to like think about how they're engaging with each other and how they're bringing each other along, meeting each other where they're at. Because that's really where the needle moving happens, right? When we all feel that the person to our left and right are equally invested in us and moving the needle forward in the work. And I think that touches upon actually another key point that you mentioned during your story. I feel like too often we are quick to make a judgment and stick to our judgment and that's it and not forgive the other person in front of us saying that person has been like that so i'm not going to speak to them again forgiveness is a crucial part that probably most of us should practice a bit more right so what's the importance that you give to forgiveness within dni processes and strategies that you're implementing i think it's critical 
I would say forgiveness and empathy are critical to this work. We have to be willing to step outside of ourselves and our own perspectives and be willing to learn from others and be open to others, even not at the individual level, but at the organizational level. Like This work isn't always going to be done in a way that immediately equates to success, right? There are going to be balls dropped. There's going to be work that doesn't hit the mark on any given day. We're going to make a wrong decision or make a wrong statement or not think of someone else's perspective. And so not only the need for forgiveness, but also of the idea around positive intent and really thinking that this work is a journey and that it's never going to be absolutely perfect at any given moment in that journey. There's always going to need to be forgiveness to a colleague who may use the wrong pronoun while assuming positive intent that it's new to them, right? Or forgiveness to the EI office for not capturing a population sentiment because there's a hundred other moving pieces to it and assume positive intent that's part of a journey rather than isolated moments of success. I like the aspect of ENI being a journey. I feel like too often we see people try the magic wand and just say, oh, we'll have ENI initiative. But through our discussion, what came out was we're never going to get it right the first time because there is no right or wrong. There is just, as you mentioned, a direction that is always going to be evolving. So how do you deal with that expectancy of everything needs to happen now versus that journey perspective of the ENI? How do you deal with that? And what kind of mechanism did you put in place to make sure that you kept on going through that journey? Yeah, we are in a fast moving world, right? And even now, DEI has, has really started to come to the forefront even more than ever. Colleagues and, and leaders, they're wanting successes to show immediately. And I think it's important to remember that DEI work is culture. Work. Yeah. Change doesn't happen on a dime. I like to use the naval ship. You can't turn a naval ship on a dime. It takes a long time to get that big boat to turn in the direction that you want it. Add to that that humans are complex, combined with different parts of an organization that have their own individual cultures and different experiences, backgrounds, and perspectives. Those are complex layers of who we are. And then also remembering that diversity itself isn't just representation. I think that's a really important piece It's not just the representation of one group over over another. That's part of diversity, but it's a bringing together in a meaningful way, creating an environment where diversity can be successful. And to do that, you have to make sure that you're including as many voices as you can. And that in itself takes time, especially considering that people are going to be in different places. They're going to have different understanding of the work. It's going to be more important for some people than it is for Mm -hmm. others. But how do you find that alignment, that connectivity Mm -hmm. to make sure that the work is being embedded into the fabric of everything that's being done within the organization? First, you have to identify that common language, that foundation piece, the, the agreed upons, right? That really starts with connecting the different perspectives from where people are at any given time. So, For me, I think the most important piece is the identification of a North Star and that agreement of what that North Star looks like for the organization and talking about diversity in a sense of it's a business imperative rather than 
a nice to have. And it's the path of our future. And how do we together start to do it well so that we can reap the positive benefits of an inclusive environment, which is belonging, being able to bring your greatest and best ideas to the table because you're being inclusive of everyone. I think when you start talking about it in that way, layered with the understanding that we're all complex, we get a little bit more time to do this work the right way. As you mentioned, there is a big piece around receiving feedback from. So how have you been able to really listen to what's happening in the different companies that you work for to really capture what kind of initiative you want to push here and there? Surveys, pulse surveys are great. Table talks, round tables, having one-on-ones with people from different layers of the organization. I pride myself on trying to connect with coworkers as much as I can, not partners to help influence the thinking. Then more importantly, making sure that you have a governance structure that is set up in a way that allows engagements from different parts of the organization. So the decisions aren't being made at one layer, that you have engagers from different parts of the organization and really leverage employee resource groups. They're part of that conversation. Those are employee-led and you're bringing their voices forward. You have that continuous opportunity for co-creation. Because this is work, again, that can't be created just by a DEI office. It can't be created by me. It has to be co-created by, I would say, actors within the organization to really make this work meaningful. How do you include managers? Are they more on the receiving end on some of these DNI initiatives, or are they also part of some of your focus group to look at the reality of a frontline manager, for example? It's critical that they're part of the conversation. So it's not only the senior leaders. It's conversations with the leaders below them, the next level leaders, the managers, colleagues. It's bringing those voices together and really utilizing the robustness of that to create the initiatives that will help move the needle for any given organization. One of the things that was also part of the discussion that we had was once you've done all of that pre-work to understand what is actually going on within the organization, how complex is it to actually embed or bake DNI within the culture? Because it's got to be an everyday effort for the employees, the managers, the leaders, to the top leaders of the organization, right? Yeah, it really is. The baking it into the fabric of all that you do, I go back to creating an environment where it's not a nice-to-have but a business imperative. This work is so critical to our business to create long-lasting progress or long-lasting mission-driven work to really support our customers of the future. Mm-hmm. We need to understand them. The business imperative is that we constantly need to be thinking about bringing new thoughts, new perspective, new ideas, and how are those being curated within the organization, linking that effort to diversity of thought, diversity of experience, diversity of of education, socioeconomic status, race, gender, like all of that richness helps us be better prepared to support our customers. And what are the most important human skills in today's world when we speak about the NI? Humility. I think that's a big one for leaders, for colleagues alike. We all have to have some humility, empathy being right there too. We have to really be able to lean into that Because at the end of the day, we're all humans, right? And identifying the 99.99% similarities that we have rather than that small percentage of 
of differences that we have and leaning into that positive intent is extremely important, I think, in today's world. I agree. And I think today, a lot of people are remote now. We keep hearing about that quiet quitting, which is a big thing happening. So it must be a challenging moment for you to kind of move away from that office space where you could see a lot more happening and be a lot more thoughtful about the intent compared to a remote. So how has that impacted your whole perception of DNI and how to deploy this different initiative? Yeah, it's definitely brought a different challenge to the work in two ways. One way that, that people find a little bit more courage to speak up behind a screen about things that may not be right within an organization. So navigating that space, I think, becomes critical. But also, how do you continue to connect in a two-dimension world versus a three-dimension world that we're becoming more accustomed to? And some of the nuances of that is is spending time with each other, right? That's some of the richness that happens when you're face-to-face together. The energy that comes along with that, the nonverbal cues that come along with that, that you're able to get a sense of, I think is the most challenging part to get accustomed to not being present. But I think intentfulness is really going to be important in this work because the desire to feel like one belongs or feel part of the group is not going to go away. That's a human nature that we want to be part of a group. So leaders and practitioners like myself are going to have to figure out ways to ensure that we're training our leaders to connect and be inclusive of a more remote world. We need to be very intent on making sure that we're also fostering an inclusive environment for those colleagues. One of the key options that you have there is really the intent of training and making sure these human skills, humility, active listening, empathy are actually worked as a group as well. Because again, a big part of that is that group aspect that you mentioned, right? So learning as a group and making sure that you're going through these experiences as a group to reproduce as much as you can, the overall aspect of being face-to-face. There's culture and dynamics that we're going to constantly have to consider and make sense of. There's not a one-size-fits-all. And the fun part of that is that we get to go in and we get to learn, discover what DI looks like for any given organization and identify meaningful ways to move the needle and tie the DEI work to the overall mission, and how are we also looking at the products and solutions that we offer our customers with the DEI lens. So there's that internal and external component of DEI. I agree. I agree. I think to conclude, the one point that I'd like to leave our audience with, and that's the human aspect. And I I think this is the biggest aspect of any DNI initiative is make sure that you put the human behind DNI more than anything. Would you agree to that statement, Art? More than well said, I don't think it could be said any better. I think that's the most important piece of this work is remembering that we're all humans and that we all come with our own unique perspectives and experiences. And when we take the opportunity to really learn and lean into that, the sky's the limit. Me and this Montana roommate were never meant to be friends from any perspective that he grew up in. But we became the best of friends because it was about learning and experiencing together that really brought that connection to where we're still to this day friends. Art, I want to thank you so much for your openness, your time, and everything that you've been sharing with us today. 
I'm sure the audience will find it super interesting and get plenty of insight. Thank you, Morgan. Glad to be here. Thank you for joining us today. We hope to see you again for the next episode of the Cross Knowledge Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and colleagues.